Hey, it's Mike Fardy, your Dungeon Mom. Look at us hanging out on a Wednesday. Good for us, finding the time. So hard to find time to hang out as adults. We're here this week with a bonus episode to go back in time. It seems like where we left off in our last episode is a good time to get to know Phelan and Bree a little bit better. This session's going to be a little bit different. It's just pure storytelling. There's not going to be any rolling. We're just going to talk it out. So without further ado, let's get into our bonus flashback episode. Bree dives from the rope and grabs Valen, shielding him from the rocks and water below. As they contact the steaming water at the bottom of the cave, Bree is knocked unconscious, her vision going bright white with pain. Slowly, that brightness calms into an early evening orange as the relentless sun of the Death Wastes finally starts to set and the relief of evening shade settles over a line of trade caravans as far as the eye can see. And among them, we see a two-part caravan pulled by a couple of strong, but probably slightly overheated rams. This long-moving city is starting to gather around a sprawling verdant oasis, setting up tents and filling water barrels for the rest of the long, dry journey across the desert. So, Balin, you've been traveling on this huge trade caravan for a couple of weeks now. Wow, okay. As Pralia slowly disappeared behind you, you see this big line of caravans carrying all sorts of goods, which are headed eventually to Mox the Rain and the World Spine Mountains. So you've met up with this strange dwarf named Yuri and then a couple of other ragtag travelers who are traveling with you, but you have come upon this familiar place, the Mirage Oasis, which is several big ponds surrounded by this sort of lush jungle area, which is the last place that caravans like this gather water before they make the rest of the trek across the Death Wastes. Definitely the, the farthest into the desert I would have ever been. So yeah, there, this is uh, pulling up now as the sun sort of dips lower in the sky. Most of the caravan traveling will happen at night after this point, but at this point they're traveling during the day just to make the extra push to the oasis. As you pull up to this oasis, all of the carts start to unload. The tents start to get set up. It'll be a day or so here before everybody takes off, just in time for all of the water witches to move off and fill up the water stores for the horses and camels for the rest of the journey. What would you like to do? I would just like to um, find Yuri um, mm -hmm. and just check in with him. Uh, he's sort of rolling a big barrel off the back to go fill it up in one of the ponds. As, as we're pulling in as well, uh, I think I would be sort of scanning around. Okay. Uh, to see if I uh, recognize any um, members of my, like, house guard. So I think on this trip, you would have seen a few of your house guard traveling with some of the goods from your family's... Not business, but... Trade empire? <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Your family's <laughs> trade empire. So you, you would have had uh, a few a few big, big carts moving off to Mox the Rain, which is pretty normal yeah. for your family. You've been probably keeping an eye on them. Yeah, They anything. have been very close to those shipments the right, entire so time. so easy to avoid. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yuri? Yeah? I'm just wondering, uh, how long do you intend on staying here? Uh, well, just until we all get uh, loaded up. A, a day or... Probably or a couple of days. A yeah. couple of days. Very good. Uh, I may, um, if, if uh, there's no insult to your hospitality, uh, the Caravan of Wonders has uh, 
been an incredible uh, journey thus You don't need far. to lie. I know it's been like a hot, sweaty mess so far. Oh, it's going to get better. Okay, <laughs> fair. Um, I was hoping uh, I might... Um, I might um, take my tent and um, set up a little a little further um, from the, the beaten path. Uh, sure. I mean, yeah, If uh, I, I guess I can get some of the others to give me a hand with these barrels. You're a little scraggly anyway. What was your name? Villain? Villandarius. Villandarius. Correct, yes. Why is my voice doing that? <laughs> Be careful oh, with it. Mixing accents. Rolls weird. off the tongue. And... Okay, yeah, uh, do whatever you want, I guess. And uh, so I'll, I'll I'll check back in in, in two days. Uh, sure. I mean, if you see this big uh, tent city start to move, then make a run for us. But uh, I'd say two days. Uh, very well. Um, let the others know that I'll I'll be back. Yeah. Sure. Hey everyone. Uh, oh right. Yes. Uh, um, Villain's making a run for it. He's gonna <laughs> camp out in the woods. Uh, uh, see see you in a few days. Uh, just uh, have some uh, some reading to do. <laughs> um, and yeah, they probably <laughs> just continue doing whatever they're doing. <laughs> I'm sure you get like a wave from Rowan, right, as you go. So Yuri continues rolling those things off. Bree, mm-hmm. it has been probably a while since you've had anything really substantial to eat. Mm-hmm. The prey that you have been tracking, the thing leaving large footprints and ruining a lot of your potential kills up until now, seems to be following this big herd that has moved around this watering hole. Oh, okay. So what are you up to? I think I would just be continuing to track it, probably trying to stay within the watering hole itself as much as possible. Okay. Comfortably, like within the water, uh, traveling across the death wastes. I, I expect I wouldn't have seen much in the way of water, and this is kind of a, uh, a pleasant return to my homeland, so to speak. Yeah, the waters around here are extremely warm, a lot mm-hmm. like home, a lot like the freshwater at home. You've been following these tracks around, and they're a little more difficult to track in the jungle that sort of surrounds these ponds. Mm-hmm. But you come across another small desert rodent, which has been bitten in half, and the remaining parts of it seem to be crumbling to a sort of sandy stone. Uh, I would, I would in, uh, investigate the stone and what it looks like. Yeah, so you, you've seen this a few times now, things that you normally try to pluck up out of the sands sort of half consumed mm. and then the pieces that are left over are inedible to you uh, right. because they seem to be like dusting away to crumbly sandy stone oh i see it's like turned to stone itself yeah oh yeah i i, I think i would i would try to sniff this out and and if i think that this is something nearby if i think this is a f- relatively fresh kill try to track maybe what has done this and see if this thing eating smaller creatures is more suitable to being eaten by a larger creature. Okay. Such yeah. as myself. So oh. I, I think you you determine that you are close behind this thing now. This has been eaten within probably the past couple of hours. Okay. And it hasn't entirely turned to stone the remains of it. There are still some fleshy bits left. But it seems to go deeper into the oasis. Yeah, I follow follow the trail. Okay. So Valen, you're making your way away from the caravan. And I'm sort of Again, keeping an eye out and trying not to be spotted. Mm-hmm. So while you're sort of watching, keeping an eye in the areas that you know these guards are, you're sort of taken by surprise as behind you, a couple of horses moving at high speed rush past. And as you turn and the dust sort of clears, you see two more of your family's guards 
and they have pulled up to the guards who are at your shipment, and you see them having sort of a hurried conversation. I rush further into the woods. Okay. You do make it into the woods, but you notice that these guards now, the ones on the horses, start racing up towards the front of this big caravan, and a couple of the ones leave the shipment and start making their way down. And they start, they're still just talking to each other, but they are poking and prodding at tents mm-hmm. as they go. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that they are searching them. I sort of look down at my, like, uh, outfit, um, my, like, white tuxedo jacket and, uh, you know, bright ascot. Um, and I start, like, undoing the ascot and, like, stuff that in my in my bag, take the jacket off and sort of fold that up as neatly as I can, mm-hmm. put that in the jacket, sort of like muttering a little bit to myself about its condition as I as I put it in the bag. And yeah, I hope that maybe uh, just my purple vest is not as uh, <laughs> <laughs> obvious in the desert. Okay. Um, so as, as you're sort of doing this, you look up and two of the guards uh, are checking the tent that's like closest to where you are, still, still a fair distance away. Mm-hmm. And they're just sort of peeking inside. One of them takes their pole arm and kind of moves the tent and they hear like, a, yeah, yes, can I help you? And it's like, no, uh, it's okay, sir. And you see a male and a female guard. One of them says like, I'm not, uh, not used to getting involved in the family affairs since this bar talk guy seems to be in charge now. I feel like we're getting work twice as hard. He doesn't even pretend to respect us. And then she says, aye, but the, he's got a good spirit to him. Uh, I think we'll have coffers that even uh, Zilchus would envy if he stays in charge. I think we're in for a pay bump. And they kind of like laugh and then continue onwards. Mm, talk. that's concerning. I keep sneaking further into the jungle. So as you sneak farther in, um, you notice a couple of other people, just these three folks who are gathered by this big log that's fallen across the water. And they're sort of sitting at one side of it, and one of them seems to be fishing idly. And uh, they see you coming over, and just one of them sort of tips their hat and waves. Good day to you. Hey, uh, come on over, fish with us. Uh, th- thank you very much. Um, I I have my own um, uh, business to attend to, um, but uh, uh, happy fishing to you. You, uh, you out here on your own? Uh, um, no, not no, not entirely. No. Currently, yes, uh, but technically, no. Oh, uh, you with what? What a family, a company? Uh, yes. Uh, uh well, <laughs> I shouldn't. Um, I'm. Uh, what was what was your name? I'm Dirk. Uh, Dirk, um, uh, ple- pleasure to meet you. Um, um, my name is a. Uh, my my name is a uh, uh, Gregory. Is that so? Uh, yes. Uh, um, and I I'm I'm just traveling with uh, my family. Yes. Oh, see where 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 are they? Um, back uh, w- with the caravan. Is that so? Um, yes. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, a pleasure to meet you. I, I'll, uh, I, like, I'm, yeah, getting a little nervous, but I'll sort of keep sort of, like, sidestepping. Yeah, the other like, two hey. kind of hop off the log, and one of them, he sticks his fishing rod into the mud next mm-hmm. to the lake, and Dirk says, these are my uh, friends. This is uh, Molly and Fimble. Oh, a pleasure to meet you, uh, Molly and, and Fimble. And they nod, and he's like, you got some uh, some gear there. You're going you're gonna to camp in here? You know, there's all sorts of beasties. We could show you a better spot. Oh uh, no! Um, ah, thank you very much for your for your generosity. Um, I, I I prefer my my solitude. It uh, it, it makes for a bit easier reading. 
Ah, oh, right, a, a, a book tie. Ah, uh, yes, uh, you, you might say that, yes. Mm. Well, uh, you have yourself a good evening, then. <laughs> yeah, you as well. Um, uh, may uh, the, the, the fishing be uh, <laughs> prosperous, or, or whatever um, it is that you say about fishing. I think it has been. Very good. Uh, ple- ple- pleasant, pleasant day to you. Uh, and as you make your way off, you see them just sort of watching you go, and Molly, like, leans in to Dirk, and he leans backwards and listens, and they all kind of laugh as you head deeper into the jungle. Bree, you come upon this sort of, like, strange, skunkish-looking creature. It's, like, black and white and sort of walking towards you and gets down low to the ground and starts growling. We both kind of freeze at the same moment, I think. It's like the size of a skunk? Yeah. It's not almost worth the time to hunt. And I look around and try to, like, scan the nearby area as well. Yeah, so it is... It's fairly quiet in this area. You can hear the very distant talking on sort of the other side of the oasis of this big city that has moved in. Uh, I think you've had to, like, duck behind trees every once in a while as you've seen not very many but like one or two people moving through the trees just sort of exploring the area and this creature as you stop paying attention to it takes its opportunity to run and it runs back into the bushes and you see them sort of moving and then you hear it yelp and then much bigger movements start making their way away from you that i i I think I kind of draw one of my like driftwood javelins, mm-hmm. uh, get low to the ground, and start slinking forward. Okay, so you are uh, sneaking forward into the bush as mm-hmm. the sun sort of fully goes down. So now it is the night as you begin stalking this movement. You're looking at the ground, and you see it is definitely the tracks that you have been following. This is definitely that creature. Um, you can see that it has six legs that end in paws that definitely have claws on them Mm. and now that these tracks are quite fresh you can see that it's pretty nimble it's pretty you can see where these two animals intercepted and there was no opportunity for this skunk creature to dodge or react at all it seems like it's it's pretty good at ambushing right yeah so uh, um I think I would try to stay to sections that are are more of a, a clearing, not having the greatest night vision, uh, being a bit more comfortable to the water. I would try to uh, track it as best as I could while while staying in in more open areas. Oddly okay. enough, like I, I'd be a little more exposed, but I would be able to track it uh, or be able to see just a little bit better. Okay, yeah. As as you make your way along, uh, Valen, what sort of area do you make your camp in? As soon as I I feel like I'm out of sight of the caravan and out of sight of the the fishing folk yeah i think i would just look for like the shaded like a big tree any sort of like flat earth underneath where i could start setting up a tent yeah so that's that's easy enough to find it's getting quite dark now mm-hmm. so you just sort of set up your tent there under this sort of big tree it's a little bit away from the water you're just separated by like a couple of bushes but it feels mm-hmm. pretty hidden where yeah. you are I, I remember, you know, a few of the, the tricks my, my father would have shown me about, um, you know, how to pick a, a site that won't uh, flood if the, the river changes levels or if it rains. And, uh, yeah, you start setting up the tent somewhat proficiently. Okay. Um, so you set up the tent. What do you what do you do to, to pass the time? I would immediately sort of take out my, my book, um, The Legend of Azrakai, and start looking through it for some of the notes I, I might have taken during some of my last 
sort of conversations with Bamora and, and looking over anything I wrote down and, and the topics that we discussed and looking for sort of clues of what was on her mind, um, what her priorities at the time might have been that might point me in a direction of like, where where sh- could she be now? Okay. Yeah. So as you're sitting there and you, you find yourself like drifting pretty deep into thought, mm-hmm. you get snapped out of it as you hear some branches sort of moving and shifting behind you. It's fairly quiet besides this. I will poke my head out of the tent. Okay. Just kind of look around. Yeah, so in the dark, you don't really see much from from inside the tent. <laughs> it's always us with the no dark vision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm for the moment going to stay quiet, but I will try and sit still out looking out of the tent and see if I see any movement. It's totally silent, and then slowly you hear some more movement, just very slowly making its way closer to you. You can kind of see some movement in the foliage Mm -hmm. just beyond where you can actually see, and it is starting to come closer. I'm going to sit and hope that it is just a uh, herbivore just coming to drink at the water. I'm pretty confident. Well, not confident, but uh, taking the chance, sitting there waiting. Naive. <laughs> Naive, you might say. <laughs> you sit and wait, and slowly it comes closer and closer, and then you see kind of low to the ground Molly, and she's kind of low to the ground, and she is also listening. And did she has she clocked me? No. She will hear in her head, Hello again. Um, can I help you? Oh! Really quickly, and then puts her hands over her mouth. And then back in your head, you hear, Oh, you know magic? Um, uh, just a touch. There's there's something in the trees. Um, I would imagine there's plenty of things in the trees. Yeah, but something bad. I think it got Thimble. Got him? I mean, he was he was there, and then... There was a lot of movement, and then he was gone. Uh, you, you're sure he didn't just go to fetch something? Where are you? Oh, um, I will step out of the, the, the tent and, like, stand upright, uh, sort of in the, the clearing in front of the tent. And she, like, as you move, sees you mm-hmm. and makes her way over. Dark, dark. And then you hear some more movement, and you see Dirk make his way into the clearing as well. Oh, good evening. Uh, hello again. Um, got into some trouble, have you? Oh, uh, yeah. Something in the trees. Does he seem worried? Uh, no. Oh, um... He seems a little bit relieved. Um, well, um, you're you're welcome to, uh, rest here for the evening, uh, if you would feel more comfortable. I think that'd do us pretty good. You didn't, uh, didn't meet up with your family after. Oh, uh, no, um, I, I um, preferred a bit of privacy tonight, but uh, if, you, if you're uh, feeling uncomfortable out here, I, I'm more than happy to um, uh, help with that. Molly kind of says, like, I really, I think we should go back to the, to the tents. It's, it's dark out here. I really think something happened. And he's like, he wanders off. Ah, see, <laughs> just as I suspected. Yeah. And besides, we have a, a new friend here, and he's all alone and might need someone to help Take care of him. Oh uh, no, well, thank you for that. Um, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm fine, but uh, I appreciate the offer. How about how about we just cut the courtesies here and uh, you just hand us over what you got? Oh, excuse me. I'm robbing you. Oh, um, I'd and rather he you takes didn't. out a dagger. Oh, hello. Um, that's uh, please. I, I 
There's, there's no need. I, I haven't anything valuable. I, all I have are a pile of papers and uh, research notes. No, nothing that would interest you, I assure you. And he, like, motions with the knife at Molly, and she, like, takes another look over her shoulder and then just goes, like, Ugh, and, like, makes her way into your tent, and she's going to start, like, rifling through your stuff. Right. So what what does she find? Um, so in there, probably find my, uh, like, my book, probably laid out sort of next to my, my bedroll. Like, the quick sort of camping supplies that I was able to throw together before I left home. Probably some gold. But again, not much. I didn't manage to leave home with much. Right. So she comes out and a little bit of gold. That's he's really nothing. It's all junk. Uh, I apologize if uh, my appearance may have uh, led you to believe I, I um, had in my possession more interesting baubles. But uh, unfortunately, I... Uh, Left home without most of my, um, toys. Well, I guess the fishing wasn't as good today as I thought it was. Well, uh, well, we'll take this, and I suppose we'll be on our way. Oh, I, I do have one that might interest you. Um, I will reach into my pocket and pull out my, uh, glass orb. Ah, well, there we go. Uh, and I will cast... That's quite cooperative of you. Frostbite on him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah, reaches towards the orb, and then I guess the... Frost just starts working its way up his arm. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And then he's going to start, like, trying to stab you. At that, I will say a, a few words, and that icy shield will come up in front of me. He bounces off that and, like, falls backwards onto the ground. And I'm not without defenses. Well, you're going to run out of that eventually, and he is going to keep trying to come at you. And Molly is, like, pulling at him, like, come on. We got the money. Let's just go. We got. The, what do you need this stupid orb for? And he's like, it's not about that anymore. And he's, yeah, coming after you. Yeah. I'll spend my last spell slot to cast Ice Knife on him. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so you shoot this Ice Knife, and it, like, goes right through his shoulder, and he falls backwards into a tree. Yeah. Then he feels at the blood. He's like, ugh, you, you son it. And then this blur of movement comes by and just tackles him into the bushes oh. and Molly just falls backwards and she's like, I knew it! I knew there was something out here! And she just starts running away and you hear, like, just for a moment Dirk cries out and then there's silence and then you start hearing, like, a growling sound as these two sort of bright eyes look out of the bushes at you. Hello, beastie. Um, I hope uh, you're, you're full now, aren't you? And it steps out of the bushes and you recognize it as something you've heard stories of. This is called a basilinx. And mm -hmm. it is sort of a large six-legged cat about the size of a lynx or like a, a mountain lion. And it steps out, it has four eyes and it is holding a an arm in its mouth that has turned to stone. And it bites into it and that stone kind of like dusts <sighs> away in its mouth, and it gets ready to pounce. Bree slinking through the jungle and watching this, probably most of this interaction happening would have uh, 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 set back and watched these humans kill themselves stupidly. But upon seeing this, this creature come out and go for the dive, I think would come racing out and just tackle it, like spear directly into it with her whole body. So yeah, it leaps through the air and then is intercepted by this huge blur of just like muscle and scale and both of them go tumbling into the underbrush in front of you and you can hear just like this struggle and this roar from in there oh my goodness uh, 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 I'll rush after it and and try to like see what is happening yeah okay so what is what does he see 
Yeah, so I, I think in the, the, the classic kind of crocodile death roll is happening um, as Bree is trying to get her mouth around to like the side of its neck while avoiding so its own bite, having seen it turn this arm to stone and so many of these other creatures to stone. Uh, I think they're kind of snapping back and forth at each other until eventually Bree goes and like reaches behind her for one of the javelins. Yeah, so it is like biting at you and it, it's like its teeth drag across your scales a couple of times just as you're reaching back for these javelins and you feel them sort of crust over and dust, but it doesn't spread. And then, yeah, you get a hold of one of your javelins. Yeah, and then just kind of spin it around in what you see as, I guess, the, the first kind of intelligence signs um, from this creature as it just takes one of the javelins and it like inserts it under its the arm of the creature. And it, yeah, immediately just goes limp onto the ground. Looking at this creature that just dove and removed one threat, I quickly glanced to the side, expecting another creature to dive and take away this one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just quiet jungle. <laughs> yeah, and having gotten this kill, the Bree is, is just looking up at you directly over this body, holding it down still. Hello there. Haku crash. Sorry, uh, what was that? Hukstervok hefok were Haroshi dora salatria. I know this. I know this. Um, that's uh, that's draconic. Wait. Bree starts like ripping an arm off uh, of this creature. Benzvelk Malkir. And you see it pause and look back up at you. Uh, um, uh, 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 Who are you? Uh, uh, my name is Valendarius. What is your name? Which you understand as that my brood called me Distinguished Mother. Distinguished Mother. Um, very honored uh, to meet you. Um, How can you speak my words? I, um, I've been very lucky to have read widely, learned widely. You have traveled far. Uh, no, um, my ideas have traveled far. Words have traveled to me. Uh, you, you just see a, a, a very wash of confusion across her face. You're not from here. No, I have traveled very far from home. I came here to hunt and for water. Um, well, there's there's plenty of water, and you seem very successful at the hunt. You seem very incompetent and weak. Oh, well, uh, um, uh, yes, I suppose you could say that. What are you doing out here among creatures of the night? Well, I didn't know they were out here. This is Iniki, the sands. There is creatures everywhere. I know this now. <laughs> and I, again, am very grateful for your um, assistance there. Uh, you're very talented. Yes, I have had many hunts. One must be to survive. How have you lived out here by yourself? Oh, I don't live here. I have traveled here. Oh, you are traveling then? Yes, um, with a... Uh, a small group of, uh, of, uh, interesting characters. More of your kind, humans. 
Um, in fact, no. I, I'm, I'm the only human among them. Oh. What are they? Uh, the, the, the various and sundry. Uh, there are many <laughs> different kinds. Would you like to meet them? How are they hunters? Who do they follow? Who do they follow? What do you mean? Who are their leaders? I I suppose um, I suppose that would be Yuri. Yuri. Are you on your own? For now, uh, my family is not here. But well, they are safe. They are old. Are you looking for them? <laughs> no, no. I am traveling from them. They have grown up. So, um, if you're hungry, well, are you hungry? Yeah, you see her tail, <laughs> like, wag. Um, we, I'm sure we could, uh, scrounge up something for you back at the caravan. I do not know that this is safe to eat, this creature. I certainly would not want to taste it. And Brie, like, kind of goes down and then gives it a big sniff in the wound and... I assume based on kind of the, the rock effect that it has, it doesn't seem very edible even for me. It's not what you were hoping for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have more food? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, um, plenty, plenty. <laughs> yes. You have hunted it? Personally, no. Um, we've um, obtained it. Interesting. Uh, I have been told to that some of your kind are, well, kind. He's not what I have experienced in the past. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I, to be honest, have heard that um, some of your kind are <laughs> extremely unkind. But, but I... This is true. I'm experiencing the exact opposite right now. <laughs> he's not kindness, he's merciful. I could eat you as easy as I could eat this. Mm. But... You do not look like you would make much of a meal. No, certainly not. <laughs> I am uh, skin and bones. <laughs> look at this. And I just, like, <clears throat> hold up my, like, you know, <laughs> scrawny little arms. Yeah, and I think Bree kind of gets up from over this creature at this point and then stands up to her full seven and a half or so feet uh, oh. over you and just kind of grabs one of your arms so and looks at it. Damned. Yes. You, uh, you would not make much of a meal. You are... Far larger than any lizard folk I've ever heard tell of. There are not many like me. Uh, there is my Gimosig, but, uh, well, they are far away now. Your brood. And your brood is here? Ah, no, I too am I'm traveling away from my brood. Mm. Sometimes it is safer for all of them that way. I fear that may be so. Uh, but uh, in any case, um, it, you you should you should come and meet the others. Hmm. Lead. Uh, and I start walking back towards uh, the caravan. Yeah. Okay. So you uh, you're running. You're or walking back through the through the trees together. You come back out to see Yuri standing next to two full water barrels, and he's just sort of staring at them. And he's like, "Oh boy, should have." Huh. They were really heavy getting over here. Now they are too heavy to bring back. This is a real problem. We got yourself in here, Ditch Digger. Time to think of a solution. Here we go. Thinking now. 
Oh, hey, Valen. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> calm, 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 calm yourself. Calm yourself. Um, um, You're perfect. Bree just like narrows her eyes. <laughs> Can you lift these? Well, uh, what is he saying to me? Oh, sorry. Um, Yuri, uh, this is a distinguished mother. Uh, no, sorry. Um, Brzezia Dask. And, and then in Draconic to Bree, this is uh, Yuri Ditchdigger. He leads. Yuri Ditchdigger. Hey, whoa, yeah, yeah, very good. I'm just going to call you Bree. That's all right. Brzezia. Yeah. Brzezia. Very good. Yes. Brzezia saved my life. Wow, that's great. Uh, can she lift these? He is oh, the I'm sorry. food? Uh, no, no, he, he is not the food. Uh, he is um, um, our leader. Hmm. He, he has food. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yuri? Yeah. Do you have extra meals? Do we have anything we could offer her? I mean, how about employment? Two gold a week, room and board? Same deal you got? Sure, I, I could I could offer that. Um, to Bree, uh, a Draconic. Yes, we can feed you and even Ooh. pay you uh, if you join. What is pay? Wow. Um, you know, um, uh, services in return for um, compensation. Ah, yes, yes. I have done things like this. Excellent. Yes. Um. Then yes. I, I, I accidentally say a couple words to Dra- in Draconic to Yuri. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like Svavol, Vidut, Omnian. Oh, oh no, sorry. Um. Uh. Is that, I actually speak Draconic. <laughs> I'm getting all this. Oh. Then what was I wasting my time translating? It for? was kind of funny. Your accent's really strange. Uh, sorry. Well. <laughs> very yeah. good. Hi there, big lady. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you both can speak. Uh, it appears so, yes. Oh, well, this is fortuitous. I have not met any who can speak my words. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an old, for us, an old old language. Uh, really only in the classics and some spells. Yes, that's a, that's an excellent point. I, I, I very rarely have ever spoken it out loud other than as a, a spell component. You, you speak a very old form of draconic. Well, it is uh, what is in my memories. Fair enough. Same here. Uh, <laughs> you said something very interesting to me, which is, what is pay? So maybe I can explain that to you while we lift these over there. Mm, okay. And then he <laughs> grabs, you know, a barrel on each shoulder sort of thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so pay is this thing. And he kind of like looks at you, Valen, and gives you kind of like a be cool look. It's where you help us and we let you ride on a nice caravan, which is called pay. Oh. This is pay. Sorry, Yuri, that that's not that's not fair. Hey everybody! Villain's back! And he brought Bree! It's Valen. So the two of you sort of climb onto the back as these water barrels get brought over and slowly everybody comes out to gawk at and <laughs> uh, meet you. Hello, it's Mike Farney, your Dungeon Mom. Whoa, some juicy tidbits in there, hey? It's nice when we have an extra session just to learn more about people's backstories and you get more questions than you did answers. That's what you wanted, right? Hope you enjoyed this. We were all excited to hear more about the backstories of these characters and what may have happened in the past. We're hoping to do a bunch more of these sessions, so let us know what you think on social media at Wonder and Blunder. Maybe a few more Wednesday flashbacks will be on the way soon. But until then, keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you in 
five days. It's not as, uh, one's not as catchy. <laughs>